Hello, and welcome to Guy Perryman Interviews. From my archive, our travel companion today is Olivia Newton-John, legendary singer and star of musical movies Grease and Xanadu, and an absolutely delightful lady. The conversation took place backstage after one of Newton-John's live shows at Tokyo International Forum in 2003, and was first broadcast across Japan on my Inter-FM radio show. Enjoy the journey! It is wonderful to welcome on board a very special guest, Olivia Newton-John. How do you do? How do you do? We're backstage here at Tokyo International Forum. It's your very last show here in Tokyo. The audiences seemed very happy. How, how are you feeling? Have you had a good time? I've had a wonderful time. The audiences have been very warm and receptive and... Yeah, we've had a lovely time. You closed the show with a love song, I Honestly Love You. Mm. There was a lot of love in the audience tonight. Yes, I feel it. You're a legend, you're an icon. No. You've crossed over so many genres for so many years and have audiences in all different generations. What's the secret? Um, I think I've just been really lucky that I've hung in so long. <laughs> I think being a part of a movie like Grease that was such a... Um, uh, well, what do you call it? It's a classic now. Mm. You know, it's still every couple of years children discover the movie and, you know, um, I feel very fortunate to be a part of that film, to be a part of Xanadu with Gene Kelly that was a very popular movie. It didn't do very well at the box office, but it was a very popular film. The music was really popular. And in the 70s when I started out, um, I, I started in country and then I crossed over to pop and the songs... I was lucky enough to have wonderful songs that have remained as kind of very popular on the radio because they're really good songs. So mm. I think all in all, I've, um, I've been very blessed. You've had an amazing life. I have, yeah. And an amazing career. Are there any standout moments that you're so happy happened in your life? Uh, well, moments in my life, personal moments, the one that stands out, of course, is my daughter. She was born. That's the most important thing. I think that the... Highlights in my career would be, well, the Olympic Games would be one of them, which was quite amazing because it was so late in my career that I didn't think that anything could happen to top what I'd been through. But singing at the Olympic Games in, in, my, in Australia, my home country, was quite an amazing experience and um, one I'll never forget. I thought actually after that, that would be it. I thought, oh, I can retire now, but it seems like other things <laughs> keep happening and I'm still going. So that, that was a question I wanted to ask you. What keeps you going? I've never been bored with the songs that, I've, that I have and I find something different in them all the time. And um, I always remember when I was a young girl and I went to see a famous singer in concert and she didn't sing her hits and I thought... If I'm ever lucky enough to be, you know, successful, I'll always remember to sing my hits because that's why people are going to the shows. So that and um, I don't know what keeps me going. I didn't do a lot of live work for many, many years. I was being a mom and I was at home and I did a lot of kind of uh, work for the environment and for charities and didn't do an awful lot of live performing. And then John Farnham and Anthony Wallow and I did a tour in Australia and I worked with Cliff Richard. He took me on tour first, actually, Sir Cliff. And I got a taste of it. And, you know, this isn't bad. You know, this is kind of fun. And I, so the last few years I'd been working quite a lot live. But um, I think I'm just more relaxed about it. It used to be really stressful for me performing live and now I'm getting more pleasure out of it. And, you know, I don't, I don't have to go out there to prove anything now. Mm. So much time's gone by that um, it's just enjoyable. Mm. So I'm having a good time. And I love recording and I love finding new music and, 
You know, I keep saying I'm going to retire, but I somehow keep going still. (laughs) (laughs) We have a slightly parallel life. English history, then lived in Australia with our families, then chose to live in another country. Where's home? What do you feel? Well, I feel, yeah, well, you know, America's been incredibly good to me. Australia is home, though. And even though I live in America most of the time, when I put my feet on Aussie soil and I smell the air and I, I don't know, there's something that just, it's just home. And um, so I maintain a home there. Always wanted to have a little piece that I know was waiting there for me when I wanted to go there. Um, and the people are so down to earth and real. And I have some wonderful friends that go back to school. You know, there's not many places in the world. I have friends in England too, but I don't think I could live in England now. I don't like the cold weather so much. So <laughs> I think I'm pretty much an Aussie girl. And I've kept my Aussie accent. You have. Throughout you the have. Years. I'm amazed. When I lived in England, it had a little English tinge. And then now I'm in America, it has a little American tinge, but it's still there. When you first went to L.A., were you overawed by everything? I, I first, When I first arrived in America, I didn't like it at all. It was so alien. I went to New York first, oh. and that was – I was overwhelmed by it, you know, and, and everyone was so aggressive. And, you know, I'd come from England, and everyone was so polite, you know, and you go to London, New York, and it's like, what do you want? And you know, what? <laughs> I burst into tears the first time I went into, a, into Bloomingdale's, and the shop lady asked me, what do you want? <laughs> I remember that really well. But um, I love America – for what, for you know, I have a wonderful lifestyle there, and my daughter was born there. So, there are a lot of things I love about it, and it's given me an amazing opportunity and career. And, yeah. And you must have some amazing memories and experiences working with Gene Kelly, John Travolta in Hollywood. I've had some really wonderful memories. I have. <laughs> in your live show on stage, you said every day somebody asks you, "What was it like?" starring in Greece, what was it like making Greece? And I wanted to ask you that question too. On the screen, it's such a fun film. It must have been fun to make. It really was fun. I was only kidding, of course, but um, it was amazing. I mean, I think I never went to a school like that. I went to a uniform, you know, Australian school where you wore the uniform and the hat and the gloves and they separated the girls and the guys and either end of the schoolyard and I never went to a school where everyone dressed in more makeup and, you know, so it was, for me, it was like, going back to school and all of us in the movie were 10 years older than the roles we were playing so it balanced out <laughs> you know so we had a fantastic summer really did i always speak with people about the power of music and your music's obviously helped so many millions of people around the world what about for you in tough times is music healing oh, i think music is the healing link in the world that you know put, keeps people together we you know we, we're in japan and we went to a karaoke bar the other night and there was some Japanese... <laughs> did you sing? <laughs> oh, yes, we all did. We had the best time. It was really fantastic. And there were some Japanese artists in there that we don't know because, they, you know, they're well-known in Japan. And we didn't... They didn't speak English and we, we don't speak Japanese, but the music was the one thing that... We communicated with the music and we were able to, you know, understand each other. And I think that's the common, the common language in the world is music. And I think it's a very healing thing. And I think... Um, that, you know, I, my band and I were in Florida when September 11th happened and we were on it, on the road and we considered, you know, should we sing, should we go on, should we do the, you know, it was a really difficult moral decision I felt of whether we should go on because was it, you know, was it in bad taste uh, to be going out and performing a concert but we decided that and we were told that people wanted it and people needed the music because it is a healing thing and it, 
it makes you forget for a moment your problems or it allows you to feel and allows you to express the pain you're feeling because maybe you're not able to. But through music, people can cry and people can laugh and people can feel. So it was a, a wonderful thing, but it really has been, um, um, I feel, from, from the letters I get from people and from people that come up to me after a show, they say, you know, I was going through a very difficult time in your song, you know, don't stop believing or having ever been or help me through that time period or, you know, it's really a wonderful feeling to think that you might have helped somebody mm. through a song, mm. even whether I wrote it or not, you know. You've selected a song for my radio show today by Karen Carpenter. Yeah, I know she was very loved here in Japan, mm. so, um, and she was a good friend of mine and, um, had a she had the most beautiful healing voice. Her voice is just magnificent. So I, I say in the show in Japan, I decided to sing a song, one of her songs and one of John Denver's songs. They were both my friends, and um, a bit of nostalgia there. So I thought it'd be nice to have Karen in, um, as my choice. Animals and the environment, I think, have always been an important part of your personal life in your music. Apart from music, is there anything else that we don't know about, perhaps? Um, I've, well, I, I was the United Nations Environmental um, Ambassador for a while. I did some traveling for them and, you know, was involved in some videos and did several things for UNE the United Nations Environmental Program for a while until it was kind of disbanded and they ran out of money. But I did it for about four years. And uh, because of my interest, and I was the host of a television series for a couple of years where I would travel the world and um, interview people who are trying to do something positive for the planet, whether save a species, save a rainforest, um, whatever that was. And I met some incredibly motivated and wonderful people that, you know, are not famous. But I, I met this one woman who was like 86. She died a couple of years ago, but she she is who I want to be when I grow up because she, <laughs> you know, in her lifetime saved a species, saved... Um, a beach took the bounty off the the um, mountain cat in California, and and when she walked in the room, the politicians would just, you know, they'd listen to her because she had so much class and just cared so much about the planet that she's my idol. Margaret Owings, her name was. <laughs> so I I would just like to think that, you know, it's lovely to be a singer and love and and I'm very honoured that my career is so wonderful. But I'd like to help improve the world in some other way by saving some trees or I planted 10,000 trees on my property in Australia which was a little a little step in that direction but whatever I can do to draw attention to a problem I, I do that in Australia um, I'm involved with a group down there Planet Ark is who I'm involved Planet with Arc. in Australia they're a wonderful group mm -hmm. and I've done some um, ads for them to help save the rainforest and they teach recycling and they're a wonderful organisation in Australia uh, and I help them and I'm involved with Check, which is the Children's Health Environmental Coalition that I helped create 10 years ago. And we educate um, parents on how to protect their children from environmental toxins in, in their homes and at school and, you know, wherever they happen to be. Mm. We have a website that does that. So I do what I can. I've had conversations with people recently and the word helpless comes up again and again. People feel helpless in challenging times with the world and the environment. What would you say to people like me or anyone? What can we do to help? I think it, all, it can only start with you, you know, and if you're... I mean, I think this the situation right now is so overwhelming that everyone's a bit frightened. In fact, what I've discovered is that 
people aren't talking about it at all because mm. I think it's so overwhelming and there's so many different viewpoints and, and politics involved that people just, it's kind of like, let's not talk about it because mm. it's, it's too much to deal with. I think we have to just go on with our daily lives, but I think that um, by creating peace in your own environment is about all that we can do. Mm. And writing to our congressmen and letting ourselves be heard, but it seems like um, they haven't been paying much attention to us, <laughs> does it? Right. So I don't know. I think, you know, listen to music and try and just create peace in your own life is about all you can do. And I don't know what to say, really. It's a frightening time for everybody. Well, Olivia Newton-John, you have given us some great music over the years and some peace in our hearts. Lots of my listeners wanted me to ask this question. They say you still sound as, as young as you always did. You still look as beautiful as you were when you were very, very young and just starting out. What's the secret? Oh, God, thank you. I, <laughs> Sorry, but, today. you know, people wanted to know. Nice. <laughs> um, I don't have any secrets. I have a mother who's 88 and still looks really good. So I think I, I was very lucky in the genetics department. And um, I think I've got a lot of energy, which she, my mother has too. And I think that energy, I have, I still haven't, you know, I haven't grown up yet. That's what I'm telling you. I'm still, <laughs> I have this woman that I want to be when I grow up. So I think that keeps you young and um, positive thinking. And um, I think that's a lot of it also. I, I mean, I eat well and I, I, but I always have, but I still went through cancer with all those things. So I think after that, it's just about your attitude. And uh, just being grateful every day for the day you're having and the moment you're having. There'll be lots of people listening to this, people who came to your live shows and maybe some people who couldn't get to your live shows. Do you have a message for your fans in Japan? Well, I'd like to thank all the people of Japan. Uh, so impressed me by their, their courtesy and respect for each other and for, for the planet. And it's just, um, I brought my daughter here for the first time and she she was blown away by how lovely everybody is and... Um, I'd just like to thank them for making us feel so welcome and over the years for all the letters I've, I've received and the nice notes and, you know, coming to the show after not being here for 25 years, I wasn't sure there'd be anybody out there. So I was <laughs> very delighted that there was. Olivia Newton-John, thank you for the warm welcome backstage and many years of music. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. That's great. And thank you for joining us today. For more interviews and information, please go to GuyPerryman.com.